Hello, and welcome to the Brothers Grimm Lunch Break. I'm Eric Wagoner. Today, I'll be reading The Devil with the Three Golden Hairs. Once upon a time, there was a poor woman who gave birth to a little son, and since he was born with a call, it was prophesied he would marry the king's daughter by the time he was fourteen. Soon after, the king happened to come to the village, but no one knew that he was the king. When he asked people about the latest news, they answered, Just recently a child was born with a call. Now fortune will shine on him in all his endeavors. Indeed, it's been prophesied that he'll marry the king's daughter by the time he's fourteen. Since the king had an evil heart and was disturbed by the prophecy, he went to the boy's parents and pretended to be friendly. I know that you're very poor people, he said, so let me have your child and I'll take good care of him. At first they refused, but when the stranger offered them a great deal of gold for him, they thought, since he's fortune's favorite, it's bound to turn out well for him. Therefore they finally agreed and gave the child to the stranger. The king laid him in a box and rode away with him until he came to a deep river. Then he threw the box into the water and thought, well, now I've rid my daughter of an undesirable suitor. But the box did not sink. Instead, it floated like a little boat, and not a drop of water got into it. The box drifted to within two miles of the king's capital city, where it was blocked from going any further by a mill dam. Fortunately, the miller's apprentice was standing on the bank and saw it. Thinking he had found a great treasure, he used a hook to pull the box ashore. However, when he opened it, he discovered a lovely-looking boy who was alive and well. So he took the boy to the miller and his wife, because they did not have any children. Indeed, they were delighted and said, God has blessed us with this gift. They took good care of the foundling and made sure that he was raised with all the best virtues. Now, one day the king happened to get caught in a thunderstorm and arrived at the mill. There he asked the miller and his wife whether the big boy was their son. No, they answered. He's a foundling. Fourteen years ago, he floated down to the mill dam, and our apprentice fished him out of the water. The king realized it was no one else but Fortune's favorite, whom he had thrown into the water. My good people, he said, would it be possible for the young boy to carry a letter to the queen? I'll give him two gold coins as a reward. As your majesty commands, they answered, and told the young boy to get ready. Then the king wrote a letter to the queen, which said, as soon as the boy arrives with this letter, he is to be killed and buried. All this is to be done before my return. The boy set out with this letter, but lost his way, and at night he came to a great forest. When he saw a small light in the darkness, he began walking toward it and soon reached a little cottage. Upon entering, he discovered an old woman sitting all alone by the fire. She was startled by the sight of him and asked, where did you come from, and where are you going? I'm coming from the mill, he answered, and I'm on my way to deliver a letter to the queen. But since I've lost my way, I'd like to spend the night here. You poor boy, said the woman. You've stumbled on a robber's den. When they come home, they'll kill you. I don't care if they come, the young boy said. I'm not afraid. Besides, I'm too tired to go any further. He stretched himself out on a bench and fell asleep. Soon after, the robbers arrived and angrily asked who the strange boy was that was lying there. Oh, said the old woman, 
He's just an innocent child who's lost his way in the forest, and I've taken him in out of pity. He's carrying a letter to the queen. The robbers opened the letter and read it, and they discovered that the boy was to be killed immediately upon arrival. The hard-hearted robbers felt sorry for him, and the leader of the band tore up the letter and wrote another one, which said that the boy was to wed the king's daughter immediately upon arrival. They let him sleep peacefully on the bench until morning, and when he awoke, they showed him the right path out of the forest. Once the queen received the letter and read it, she did as it said. She prepared a splendid wedding feast, and the king's daughter was married to fortune's favorite. Since the boy was handsome and friendly, she was quite happy and content to live with him. After some time passed, the king returned to the castle and saw that the prophecy had been fulfilled and that fortune's favorite had married his daughter. How did it happen? he asked. I gave entirely different orders in my letter. The queen handed him the letter and told him to see what it said for himself. The king read the letter and realized right away that it had been switched for the one he wrote. He asked the young boy what had happened to the letter he had been entrusted to carry and why he had delivered another instead. I know nothing about it, he answered. It must have been switched while I was asleep in the forest. Well, you're not going to get things as easily as you think, said the king in a rage. Whoever wants to have my daughter must first travel to hell and fetch three golden hairs from the devil's head. If you bring me what I want, you may keep my daughter. This way the king hoped to get rid of him forever, but fortune's favor answered, You can count on me to fetch the golden hairs. I am not afraid of the devil. He then took his leave and began the journey. His way led him to a big city, where the watchman at the gate asked him what kind of trade he practiced and what he knew. I know everything, Fortune's favorite said. Then you can do us a favor, the watchman responded, and tell us why the fountain at our marketplace, which used to gush with wine, has run dry and doesn't even provide us with water anymore. Just wait till I return, he answered, and you shall learn the reason why. He continued on his way, and when he came to another city, the watchman at the gate again asked him what trade he practiced and what he knew. I know everything, he said. Then you can do us a favor and tell us why a tree in our city that used to bear golden apples doesn't produce even leaves anymore. Just wait till I return, he answered, and you shall learn the reason why. He went further and came to a big river that he had to cross. The ferryman asked him what kind of trade he practiced and what he knew. I know everything, he said. Then you can do me a favor, said the ferryman, and tell me why I must take people back and forth without relief. Just wait until I return, he answered. Then you shall know the reason why. When Fortune's favorite reached the other side of the river, he found the entrance to hell. It was dark and sooty inside, and the devil was not at home. However, his grandmother was sitting in a large easy chair. What do you want? she asked him, but she did not look very wicked. I'd like to have three golden hairs from the devil's head, he replied, or else I won't be able to keep my wife. That's a lot to ask, she said. If the devil comes home and finds you, it will cost you your neck. But since I feel sorry for you, I'll see if I can help. She changed him into an ant and said, Crawl into the folds of my skirt. You'll be safe there. All right, he answered. That's fine, but there are still three things I'd like to know. 
Why has a fountain that used to gush with wine become dry, and why doesn't it produce even water now? Why has a tree that used to bear golden apples no longer bear even leaves anymore? And why must a ferryman take people back and forth without relief? Those are difficult questions, she replied. But keep still and quiet and pay attention to what the devil says when I pull out the three golden hairs. At nightfall, the devil came home. No sooner did he enter the house than he noticed the air was not pure. I smell, I smell the flesh of a man, he said. Something's wrong here. Then he looked in all the nooks and crannies and searched around, but could not find anything. The grandmother scolded him. You've just swept, she said, and put everything in order. Now you're messing it all up again. You're always smelling the flesh of men. Just sit down and eat your supper. After he had had something to eat and drink, he was tired and laid his head in his grandmother's lap. Then he told her to pick the lice from his head for a while. Soon after, he fell asleep and began to snore and wheeze. Now the old woman grabbed hold of the golden hair, ripped it out, and put it down beside her. Ouch! screamed the devil. What are you doing to me? I had a bad dream, the grandmother said, and grabbed hold of your hair. What did you dream? the devil asked. I dreamed there was a fountain at the marketplace that used to gush with wine, and it ran dry. It even stopped providing water. Why do you think that happened? Ha! the devil replied. If they only knew. There's a toad sitting underneath a stone in the fountain. If they kill it, the wine will flow again. The grandmother began lousing him again until he fell asleep and snored so loudly that the windows trembled. Then she tore out a second hair. Hey, what are you doing? The devil screamed angrily. I didn't mean it, she said. I did it in a dream. What did you dream this time? He asked. I dreamed that in a kingdom there was an apple tree that used to bear golden apples, and now it can't produce even leaves. Why do you think that happened? Ha, the devil replied, if they only knew. There's a mouse gnawing at the roots. When they kill the mouse, the tree will bear golden apples again. If it continues to gnaw much longer, the tree will wither completely away. Now leave me alone with your dreams. If you disturb me in my sleep one more time, I'll give you a good hard slap. The grandmother spoke softly to him and loused him again until he fell asleep and began snoring. Then she grabbed hold of the third golden hair and tore it out. The devil jumped up, screamed, and was about to teach her a lesson, but she calmed him down again and said, What can you do against dreams? What did you dream? he asked, and was curious in spite of himself. I dreamed of a ferryman who complained that he had to take people back and forth without relief. Why do you think he's got to do this? Ha ha ha, the fool, the devil replied. He just has to put the pole in the hands of someone who wants to get across, and this person will have to do the ferrying, and the ferryman will be free. Since the grandmother had now torn out the three golden hairs, and the three questions had been answered, she let the old snake rest peacefully and sleep until daybreak. 
Thereupon the devil departed, and the old woman took the ant from the fold in her skirt and restored fortune's favorite to his human form. "'Here are the three golden hairs,' she said. "'You undoubtedly heard what the devil said to your three questions.' "'Yes,' he answered. "'I heard everything, and I'll certainly remember it all.' "'Then you have what you need,' she said. "'And now you can move on.' He thanked the old woman for helping him out of his predicament, and left hell in a happy mood, for he had achieved what he had set out to do. When he came to the ferryman, he was obliged to keep his promise. "'Take me across first, said Fortune's favorite, "'and I'll tell you how you can be relieved of your work.' When he was on the other side, he gave him the devil's advice. "'When someone comes and wants to be taken across, "'just put the pole in his hands.' Then Fortune's favorite moved on, and when he came to the city where the barren tree stood, the watchman was also expecting his answer. So Fortune's favorite told him what he had heard from the devil. Kill the mouse that's been gnawing on the roots, then the tree will bear apples again. The watchman thanked him and rewarded him with two donkeys laden with gold. Next, Fortune's favorite went to the city where the fountain had run dry and told the watchman what the devil had said. There's a toad in the fountain sitting underneath a stone. You must find it and kill it. Then the fountain will gush with plenty of wine again. The watchman thanked him and also gave him two donkeys laden with gold. Finally, Fortune's favorite returned home to his wife, who was very happy to see him again and to hear how successful he had been. He brought the king what he had demanded, the three golden hairs, and when the king saw the four donkeys laden with gold, he was very pleased and said, Now all the conditions have been fulfilled and you may keep my daughter. But, my dear son-in-law, tell me, where did you get all this gold? It's such a great treasure. I found it on the ground and picked it up after I crossed a river, he replied. The bank is completely covered with gold instead of sand. Can I also get some? asked the king, who was very greedy. As much as you'd like, he answered. There's a ferryman at the river. Just let him take you across and you'll be able to fill your sacks to the brim. The greedy king set out as fast as he could and when he came to the river, he signaled the ferryman to take him across. The ferryman came and told him to get into the boat, and when they reached the other side, the ferryman put the pole into his hand and ran away. From then on, the king was compelled to ferry people back and forth as punishment for his sins. Is he still ferrying? Why, of course. Do you think someone's about to take the pole away from him? The Brothers Grimm Lunch Break is released under a Creative Commons, attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. Download it and share it all you'd like, but don't change it or sell it. The translations used are copyright Jack Zipes and are used with permission. His collected translations, The Complete Fairy Tales of the Brothers Grimm, is available on the media of your choice from Bantam Books. The music is Mount Timbrel by Jamie Janover off his All Strings Considered album, available on magnatune.com. If you'd like to listen to any of the other tales, you can find them on our website, www.grimlunch.org, where you can also leave comments or subscribe through iTunes. Thank you for listening. (laughs) 